Generations Church exists to glorify God in our community, to make disciples of Jesus, and to multiply churches so that the next generation is equipped to glorify God better than we did. Welcome to the Generations Church Podcast. I'm Jeff Luddington. We've got a special episode today. Uh, if you're listening and you're, you're catching this right when it comes out, it's on a Thursday. We drop Guilt, Grace, and Gratitude podcasts every Tuesday, and then we try and take some one-off topics, some things that are on our minds, and cover those, and they come out on Thursdays. And so if you're listening today, great. If this is your first time, you happen to catch this, you stumble across it, we're really glad that you're listening. Again, my name is Jeff Luddington. I'm the lead pastor at Generations Church. I'm with Scott Hines today. He is also one of the pastors at Generations Church, and we have just recently gone through something challenging, and... Uh, I want to let Pastor Scott say a little bit more about that, but this topic is about Christians and death, and uh, I want to talk about how we as Christians approach death, and there are some misunderstandings, um, and yet there's some great hope. And so to give some context to this, uh, Pastor Scott, yesterday, yeah. uh, the day before this episode airs, uh, was a memorial service uh, for uh, a friend of mine, a one of your best friends yeah. of childhood. You want to tell us a little bit about Rawl? Yeah. So uh, Rawl and I definitely go back as far as I can remember. I played t-ball against with him, him and my cuñado, my brother-in-law. Uh-huh. They uh, we, and my sister, all four of us played t-ball together. So Rawl's been a dear friend my whole life. Got, I had the privilege of becoming extremely close with him in high school. Mm-hmm. That's when we really forged our friendships. Um, but man, so uh, Rawl, he's a he's a how I spoke about him last night is, you know, I addressed him as, um, you know, you guys know him as X, Y, and Z. I know him as a father, a husband, mm-hmm. you know, and a good friend. And, you know, unfortunately, Raw was out. He was out in downtown LA um, uh, just doing things he shouldn't have done. And then he unfortunately slipped and fell from a building yeah. and he hit his head and, and he died. And he yeah. leaves behind three girls, a 10, uh, a seven and a two year old and a widow of 35 years old. Mm. And so... It's really, it's really wrecked the community. Raw was, uh, Raw was uh, in the graffiti world, and he had a really, really large impact in the graffiti world. Right. And and I know a lot of you hear this. Uh, I just want to make a little disclaimer about graffiti. Um, I grew up in it. It's something. It's there's a there is a, a cultural to it. I I don't know how to explain it, but there's a an underground world, and there's there's a lot of prestige in that world. And it may sound you know, it may sound lame to most people and I understand that you're sure. a bunch of people it sounds write, crazy if you don't understand it yeah, yeah you're I a bunch you. of people writing on a wall and vandalizing and there's truth to that that's that is a, a very negative element of graffiti but there's a whole subculture to it and uh, Raw was highly 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 respected in it yeah and uh, he was respected he had two eras you know he was um, from my era which would have been the late 90s mm-hmm. and then um he had a large gap of 15 years is what we're gonna land in right um, but then he just recently started got back into graffiti and um, but and yeah man unfortunately he fell and died yeah and so but but yeah go ahead go ahead yeah so if you're listening today man here's what I want you to hear first off uh, that um, that this was a friend he was a member of our church his family's a part of our church his brother and his family is a part of our church and you know Scott's best friend of many 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 years they're a part of our church whole family and so right. this was not um, some dude in our church that I did a memorial service for or whatever. Like this was, this hit home, yeah. right? And uh, and what I want people to understand is in this case, uh, um, every case is independent and, and individual and different. But in this case, 
uh, Raw was a solid, committed Christian. Very uh, solid. Loved Jesus, loved his wife, loved his kids, loved his family. I considered him a dear friend. And uh, and this isn't somebody who was uh, fell back into, uh, you know, walked away from Jesus. He never walked away from Jesus. No. This culture is different. This this uh, graffiti writing is a different subculture. Like it's got a world of its own. And so... Um, it was, however, a conversation we were all having with him. I was having with him. You were. Yeah. Um, that it's hard to reconcile something that breaks the law with your faith. It, totally. Right. And yes. so now I, I say all that to say, listen, nobody thought he was going to die. Nobody, no. you know, his wife didn't, you know, everybody knew what was going on and nobody expected this outcome. No. We talked about, well, what if you get arrested? Like yeah. we asked those questions, but all that is to say this, I, and I only tell the story so that you can hear that. Um, as often happens, a tragic accident yeah. and a loved one dies. In this case, we know for sure, as we know him well, he was a committed follower of Jesus. Absolutely. A lover of Sheena, uh, you know, a husband of his three, uh, a father of his three girls, uh, a business owner with his brother, a friend to you, a parishioner, a you know, yeah. a church member to me and a, and a friend, right? So when we do this, this is, we're talking about, at the funeral, memorial service, celebration of life, whatever you want to call these things, at that moment of a believer, here's where I want to press in. At, there are some things that get said amongst Christians. And I'm talking about non-Christians. They have a different uh, set of beliefs that they hold to. But I'm talking about Christians that profess the gospel. There are some things that are commonly said um, that are kind of theological, if you want to call them pet peeves for me. Yeah. And so let me, by way of disclaimer... Never do I have this conversation with someone who's grieving, yeah. right? Like yeah. <laughs> someone comes in and they say, you know, blah, blah, blah about my, my loved one who just died. I don't correct theology or pull out passages to tell them a better way of understanding that. Like we offer hope, we offer counsel, we, we you know, proclaim the gospel over our, our needs, our, our issues, our pains, our griefs. We, we point to hope. Um, but I want to take two today two things that are commonly said by Christians around the issue of death that are completely unbiblical yeah. and, and I say that again not in the context of this particular death but because of this it's fresh on our minds and yeah. so my my first one is and I hear this all the time uh, that my loved one whoever my loved one is that passed is now an angel in heaven and and I'm not exactly sure where this came from i i know in in my life like when i think backwards i can think of cartoons when i was a little kid bugs bunny dies and becomes an angel yeah. on the spot right floats up with a heart <laughs> and a halo right <laughs> yes and i don't i don't something influenced that yeah right, right. something caused that and i don't know where the the, gen, the the genesis of it is um but i also know that though this may sound silly that cults uh false religious systems mormonism is one of them yep that have this belief that that spirits exist before uh, before conception or birth, and they become human, right? That angels become human, and that's a simplification of what Mormons believe. But but then there, those two things that this eternal thing that existed before a human are knit together with a human body. They become a human being, and then after death, there are also things that can become a good Mormon can become divine, yeah, right? So yeah. there's some weird cultic theologies around this but i just want to say this christians commonly say this oh my loved one became an angel this day yeah right and they talk and that's that's a grieving mechanism for them Absolutely. they're saying something positive rather than death they're saying became an angel 
but I want to point to two passages really quickly. Uh, Psalm 148 says, praise him, all his angels, praise him, all his hosts, praise him, sun and moon, praise him, all you shining stars, praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them, meaning the angels and the host, praise the name of the Lord for he commanded and they were created. And so what I want to start with is angels are created beings, right? They're not eternal. They didn't always exist. They are created by God. Yeah. They're created by God. I will say to glorify God, to serve God and really, truly the the word angel means messenger. Yeah. I mean, there's really, there's a purpose even behind that. We can, we can talk about more about angels on a different yeah. day, but what I want to say is they're created. Now, when you say they're created, like, <clears throat> can you biblically show me if they were created before man? So I, yeah, I think there's a, I, I think there's a conversation to be had there. Um, I would say yes. Uh, I would say the, the, the simple, if we want to give it a quick timeline, God created angels at some point, right? God created the earth at some point. Later, God created humanity. There's a lot of questions about that. Is the earth old or young? Is there a gap? All these kind of things. Okay, great. Here's what I can tell you. Before humanity was created, angels were created. Okay. And we know that because Satan was an angel, Lucifer, ah, an angel of light. Makes sense. Who rebelled yeah. and fell. Angels that are sinful have become demons. Uh, and you and I were talking about this earlier, like, and they don't even, that we know of, have an opportunity to repent. Yeah. Like, there's just, they're cursed, right? Hell is created for Satan and the demons, the fallen angels, yeah. right? Humanity never intended to go there, but those who don't come to faith in Christ will go there, yeah. right? So we talk about Christians and death. There's a gospel need here, Absolutely. right? But there's also, when we talk about becoming, they don't become angels. Angels are created, that's not a morphology of human beings, right? Yeah. We don't transition to, right? And so angels are created angels. They stay angels. Angels are, are, are faithful messengers of God. Those that fell, fell with Satan. Those are demons, right? Yeah. Human beings are human beings. Job 38 is God speaking. In fact, this kind of answers your question. Job yeah. 38, God speaking to Job. Job is crying out like, why? Why God? Why is it going like this? Okay, that's a big understatement for what Job's saying, but that's kind of the context, right? Yeah. And God is making the statement like, listen, I get that you're asking me why, but I'm God and you're human. You only understand so much, right? I'm God. You're not. And that, that, that's again, an oversimplification of what God is saying. But he says this in Job 38, God speaking to Job says, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding who determined its measurement. Surely you'll know God a little bit mocking Job. Or who stretched the line upon it? In other words, measuring, creating the earth. On what were its bases sunk? Think like a foundation. Or who laid its cornerstone? Again, foundation. When the morning stars, which is a reference to angels, yep. sang together and all the sons of God, another reference to angels, shouted for joy. Ah. Here's what God is saying. Job, where were you when I created? While I did so, the angels around me were worshiping and, and shouting for joy. So Amazing. angels are created separate from Job. Job is a human being uh, in a long line of humanity that comes later. Yeah. And so Christians, if you're listening to this and, and you've lost a loved one, and I, I'm not saying, you know, your loved one is uh, not in a better place. We're, in Christ, there's great hope. We'll kind of close with that idea today, but your loved one doesn't become an angel. And just consider this again, theology aside, if your loved one didn't become an angel, does that mean they became a demon? <laughs> I mean, just being honest, yeah, like, yeah. this is bad theology. We, we bad. have to think of the implications of what we're saying. So angels are created beings created separate from humanity. 
created before humanity from everything we know. We don't know about anything being created later, like another set of angels or whatever. <laughs> All we know is angels created first, yeah. humanity separate, second and separate, right? There's yeah. a lot more, and you and I talked about this. Maybe we will take a Thursday and just talk about a doctrine of angels. That'd be great. For right now, I want to stay with Christians and death. Christians uh, who die do not become angels, okay? Right. And so uh, the, my second kind of pet peeve is, and, and I say this with, with all due respect to people grieving and mourning, but I have done literally uh, 50 to 100 funerals yeah. and uh, a lot, a high percentage of times Christians, and this is again my, my, my particular um, conversation to pick here is with Christians, not with atheists or Buddhists or anybody else. But Christians saying, hey, I know my loved one is in heaven because he or she is a good person, mm. right? That's a very common one, dude. Yeah, and I, and I get, so again, with all due respect, I get that you're trying to remember your loved one in the best case of yeah. things, right? Um, you know, you talked about the passing of Rawl earlier. And in the first few days, it was uh, in some circles being kept quiet how he died, right? Because he died doing something that he loved, but was illegal. Yeah. And there's a, like, okay, does that mean he's a Christian or not a Christian? Well, yes, he's a Christian. Like, and so, but we don't want to soil his name while he was doing this. Well, honesty is that's what he was doing, yeah. right? He loved Jesus. He, and again, you may hear this, not understand graffiti, and I'm not condoning it. In fact, I was having this conversation with him, like, yeah. hey, man, this is contradictory to your faith. Let's get out of this. Yeah, we right? were actively trying were to too. encourage yeah. him to stop. And so that's not to knock him. He was an active Christian, loved Jesus, loved his wife, loved his daughters, and if he knew he was going to fall to his death, he would have stopped, right? Yeah. But we all do things not thinking that the worst-case scenario is going to happen. But he also was actively engaged in sharing the gospel with other people in that subculture, in that community. Amazing, yeah. Right? A lot. And so... As a matter of fact, he, for being a dude doing illegal like graffiti, he was bold. He didn't care. Like, oh, right. I don't care. I'll still share the gospel with you. I'm a sinner. Yeah, but don't look at me. Look yeah. at Jesus. Look what Jesus says. I'm like... Because that's what they were telling me last night. Yeah. Like, no matter what, it was just like, I want to get this spot. Oh, but the cops. And he'd start quoting scripture. Yeah. And it's like, where'd that come from? So <laughs> they would, oh, yeah. But if you're listening and you can't reconcile those two things, you're like, well, blah, blah, blah. I mean, listen, before you get all Pharisee on me, let me say this. Can there be Christians in the street racing scene? Well, yeah. I mean, there can be, right? That's illegal. I mean, it's illegal to drive over the speed limit. I mean, it's illegal to do a lot of things. And before we go throwing stones, let's just, you don't understand the circumstance and, and we're not condoning it. In fact, we were actively talking about this, but his end came too soon, right? Yeah. He had stopped for a long season and he went back, but he did love the people in that community. Absolutely. And was reaching them with the gospel. And it paved the way for us to have conversations, gospel conversations with them, yeah. right? So this, this particular pet peeve is that my loved one's in heaven because he or she is a good person. Romans 3 is this indictment of humanity, all humanity. And it's a collection of, I think it's 27 different verses in the Old Testament put together, sandwiched into a conversation Paul's having. And he says this, no one is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks God. All have turned aside, together they become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. It goes on, it goes on, it goes on. And that is, seriously, that's just the first third of it, right? <laughs> like Paul lights up all of humanity for being 
sinful. Yeah. No one does good. No, not one. No one is righteous. So here's the here's the point. No one. In fact, when some of the people in, uh, well, Jesus is alive and in ministry, say, good teacher. He says, wait, who are you calling good? No one's good but God. Yeah. Now, his point is to, do you understand I'm God or not God? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot there, right? But no one is good but God, says Jesus. So we we say good, and we, we it's like we're grading people on a curve. And when we grade people on a curve, clearly we fall on the good side. But for sure, even if we don't, our loved one who just died, always going to be yeah. on the right side of the curve, right? <laughs> but that's not the gospel. Not at all. The gospel is that we are utterly sinful, utterly depraved, and in need of a Savior. Yeah. Rawl isn't with Jesus because he was a good person. He's not with Jesus because he's an angel. He's with Jesus because he was in Christ. That's right. You got to share the gospel with the vigil yeah. uh, in downtown LA at the point at the at the spot where he died. Yep, literally. How did you did you tell people, hey man, uh, he's an angel or he's a good person? How oh. did you approach that conversation? Uh, do you want me to like share the whole? Well, if you can do it quickly, yes. <laughs> yeah, we got a limited time, but it's, I want to hear it. It's online, yeah. So uh, just just introduce myself. Ask the question again. I apologize. So when you when you I, had an opportunity yeah. at the vigil for Raw yes. to share the gospel. Yes. You didn't tell people to be a good person no. or hopefully they'll become an angel one day. What did you yeah. tell them? So I like that you asked that question because I, I, I do something when I share the gospel. Um, first, I try to narrow down. I try to narrow their focus of to th- what to think about because there's a lot of misconceptions about Christianity. Sure. So immediately, and, and I'm I'm literally standing in front of a roughly 100 graffiti writers. Right. You know, the people who are graffitiing up to L.A., and I'm literally standing in front of them. So, And I know where they're coming from. They're all These are people who, I'm going to tell you right now across the board, all feel hopeless and worthless and unwanted, mm-hmm. and they found a wanted community. So having said that and knowing that, I'm not going to come up and say, hey, you guys are all a bunch of sinners. No. I point out, hey, man, Jesus came to die for our sins. And when I say sins, I'm not pointing at your spray cans. I'm pointing at you guys. Every one of you standing here was born in sin. And the fact that you're doing graffiti proves you're a sinner. So we're not going to isolate one sin over another. We're talking about humanity all being sinful and in need of a Savior. And I always point that the fact that you're committing these sins proves you were born in sin and need a Savior. And then there I then just I give them the hope. Yeah. And just you guys need to. And then I and I, and I try to encourage them. Like this artistic gift you guys have is not sin. We just got to use it to glorify Jesus. Like God wants to take these natural gifts of you, but He wants to glorify Himself and build His kingdom. Yeah. And and that's the challenge I challenge. That's where y'all grow in your faith. Right. Uh, but no, never once point it to their works because, man, their works are nothing but sin. Yeah. And, and I'm up there preaching the gospel. And this is the crazy part. I'm up there preaching the gospel, but that work that I'm doing doesn't qualify me for heaven. Oh, that's a beautiful point. Yeah, so so let me let me expand that. I wasn't, obviously this isn't what we'd plan on talking about, but let me say this. You just made a great point. Tagging, graffiti writing did not keep Rawl out of heaven. And just like you preaching the gospel to a bunch of graffiti writers didn't get you into heaven. Exactly. Right? We rise and fall on the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. And that's what you pointed them to. Yeah. And, uh, and so same thing in the service, man, it's a gospel service. It is calling people to believe in Jesus, uh, not to be good people. Cause we're, we're going to fall desperately short of being good people. Um, so I, I want to say this, uh, there are some wrong theologies, Absolutely. right? Uh, humans don't become angels no matter how good they are or whatever. And, and again, your loved one is always going to fall on the good side of the conversation when you lose them. 
that's our nature. Yeah. We're never going to remember the horrible things people did. We want to remember the great things people did. Absolutely. Outside people might judge people by their external circumstances, might assume, hey, this is what our friend was doing, and that defines him. That doesn't define him. Yeah. Christ defines Absolutely. him. He was a committed follower of Jesus. Just like all of us, we struggle with sin, Yeah. right? And man, I would say this, and I'm, I don't want to, I'm, I'm going to freak everybody out and we're not going to go down this rabbit trail, but man, let me say this, whether you're sharing the gospel to a community of graffiti writers, or you're sharing the gospel to a community of LGBT activists or abortion activists, or it's not their particular sin that defines them and keeps them out of heaven. It is whether or not they are in Christ or out of Christ. That's right. And if anyone, gay, straight, black, white, graffiti artist or you know gospel church singer i don't care whatever right if anyone is in christ there is great hope it's not hope of becoming an angel it's not hope of being good it's that to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord so a right place to land second Corinthians 5 8 paul says yes we are of good courage and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the lord now he's not saying i want to die he's saying listen i would rather be in the presence of Jesus, that is my eternal, uh, that is my physical outcome when I die, awaiting the resurrection of everyone who believes, you know? And so when we lose a loved one, Raw, mm-hmm. right? We love Raw, we long for, we grieve, we do. We, and we look from a human perspective, we see a young wife, we see three little girls, we struggle, yeah. right? But what we do know, we don't have to comfort ourselves with falsehood. We don't have to say angel. We don't have to say he, like we have to, what we comfort ourselves with truth is that Raul was not good or bad. It wasn't that. Jesus is ultimately good. And our hope is there. Raul didn't become an angel. Raul is, Raul is spiritually now in the presence of the Lord awaiting a resurrection of a body that will be incorruptible, mm. the word says. I love it, man. So our hope's there. Our hope is in Jesus. Our hope is that in our lives that we fail, that Christ's life succeeded, that we deserve death and hell and eternity away from God. But Jesus died in our place and has reconciled us to God. And in his resurrection, we just talked about this on our episode on Tuesday of guilt, grace, and gratitude, that in his resurrection, we get new life and we are assured an eternity with Christ. That's a blessing, man. So... This is the Generations Church Podcast, a one-off episode. We wanted to talk about Christians and death, some right belief, some wrong belief, and just really pressing in. When we lose people, it's a time to cling to truth, not find ways that are not true to, 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 to assure us or bring us hope, because those will fail us. Yeah, it's false hope, too. And so if you're listening to this and you want to hear more, we have a Guilt, Grace, and Gratitude series that airs every Tuesday like our episodes, share our episodes, subscribe so you get all our episodes. And, and if, if we said something you think somebody else needs to hear, I pray that you would share it with them. Uh, and, and we're just we're hoping that what we do in some small way is a blessing to you. So from Pastor Scott and I both, man, we love you. God bless you. For more information, visit our website at ginfamily.church. G-E-N family.church. You can also follow our social media accounts at Jin Family Church.